Welcome to Rink Wrap, the Bruins podcast with your host, Mick Collagio. Mick has been covering the Bruins since the Boston Garden days and has the guests and the insights on the hockey world from the local to the NHL. So drop what you're doing, drop the puck, and listen in on Rink Wrap with Mick Collagio. Welcome to a Bryn spanking new season of Rink Wrap. I'm Mick Collagio, your host, coming to you from the Standard Times in New Bedford, Massachusetts, where we discuss primarily the Boston Bruins and the National Hockey League, but also all issues in the game of hockey today and maybe even yesteryear. Uh, so here's what I was doing. Boston Bruins uh, uh, opening training camp this week. Uh, we already have a, a, a batch of players that went off to China for two exhibition games against the Calgary Flames. And uh, the others are staying back. Um, and uh, games begin um, on home ice uh, beginning Sunday. Uh, so uh, here's what I was looking at. Uh, the trade of Adam McQuaid to the New York Rangers and uh, it's another. It's the end of the era for uh, for McQuaid as a Bruin, and now he'll probably play for four hockey teams within a, a two-year frame because you finished last season with the Bruins. You play this year with the Rangers. You probably get uh, rented at the deadline to a contender, and then you're a free agent in the summer, and you sign with another team. So you'd be in a different camp a year from now. So uh, all of that's happening. Um, and uh, so we're going to talk about McQuaid and the ramifications for the Bruins roster. Plus, uh, i got a couple of interviews that I will introduce a little bit uh, in a little bit here from rookie camp with Ryan Donato and Jakob Zaboro. Uh, they were actually scrums. They weren't one-on-ones, but I got questions in. So I'm going to play the, the uh, scrums for you, and hopefully the audio will be uh, easily hearable. Hearable? That's a lousy word. Let's try listenable. Um, any case, uh, you are listening to Rink Wrap, the first of the season, the 2018-19 season. And you can usually find us uh, embedded in Bruins articles at southcoasttoday.com. You can also find us uh, linked to Twitter. You can find us uh, at uh, omni.fm. That's O-M-N-Y and um, on Google Play and iTunes. So here, here's the, uh, just as an aside, I was doing a little bit of math here. Uh, the deletion of McQuaid uh, makes the Bruins defense dominated all the more by former college players. So the question and the concern has been coming up from some fans who are afraid that the um, old uh, cowboy Canadian culture may uh, be too subtracted from the Bruins uh, to contend for the Stanley Cup. Their roster may be too college-oriented. You know, you might have been able to make that argument in the 80s. I don't think you can make it now for a couple of reasons. One, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I didn't go through both championship teams, but the 2017, their second, uh, their repeat team, they had 16 former NCAA players play for them in the playoffs. Um, of the 16 players, they combined to put in 40, 4-0 college seasons. 
and a total of 1,660 college hockey games. That's pretty amazing. Now, I grant that some of the guys are a little older, so they had plenty of years to get their NHL grid on, like Nick Bonino, who played three seasons at BC and 116 games. Um, another obvious one is uh, Ron Hainsey, uh, although he was only two seasons and 63 games. Uh, 40-year-old um, uh, Matt Cullen two seasons and 75 games. Chris Kunitz, another gray beard, four seasons, 152 games. But a lot of guys did uh, play uh, Gensel, Rust, um, uh, well, Ian Cole's another one, but Sheary, uh, even Wilson had a college season, 31 games. Um, Dumoulin played three years at BC. Uh, Rowney, um, Ruettel, who got in some playoff games, not a lot. Carl Hagelin, four years, 171 games, college hockey. Uh, Archibald, who got in a couple of games, he played uh, three years of college hockey. So Pittsburgh Penguins, gigantic. Now, if you want to talk about the Washington Capitals, let's look at them real quick. You're only talking about five guys, 13 combined uh, seasons, and 499 combined college games, uh, led by T.J. Oshie, three years, 129 college games. Uh, Brooks Orpik, who has obviously uh, been in the NHL for 100 years, three years, 119 games. Alex Chason played three years, 108 games. Um, uh, Matt Niskin in two years, 77 games. Jay Beagle, two years, 66 games. So Washington doesn't have that much of a college culture. One thing that Penguins and the Caps have in common is that they're elitist of their elite were not college players, whether it was on defense with John Carlson uh, or uh, up front with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. In the case of the Penguins, Crosby, Malkin, um, Latang. <clears throat> so you get these, these are the guys who, who, uh, who uh, didn't play. Uh, Kessel did, one year, 39 games. Now, let's, so let's, let's talk about the Bruins real quick. 11 players that, I would consider on their 23-man going into the season. Um, none are bubble guys. They're all going to be part of it. Uh, combined for 34 NCAA seasons and 1,312 college hockey games. The 11 guys are uh, Nola Chari, four seasons, 113. David Backus, uh, three years, 115. Uh, Anders Bjork, three years, 115. Uh, Ryan Donato, three years, 97 games. Matt Grizzlick, four years, 125 games. Uh, Danton Heinen, two years, 81 games. Tory Krug, three years, 114 games. Uh, Sean Corrali, four years, 154 games. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, two years, 75 games. Kevin Miller, four years, 144 games. I believe that's the club. No, Corrali has the club record. And finally, uh, newcomer, uh, Chris Wagner, my Walpole homie, at two years and 79 college hockey games. So the Bruins, uh, while they only have 11 to Pittsburgh's 16 and 34 seasons to Pittsburgh's 40, they their guys are in college longer. They uh, 1,312 uh, 1, games for the Bruins, 1,664 the Penguins. Uh, and... 
and the Capitals, of course, as I noted a few minutes ago, five guys, 13 college hockey seasons, 499 college hockey games. And speaking of college, I was at uh, rookie camp um, last week and got to uh, have a few Q&As with Ryan Donato, uh, before, right before the rookie team headed off to Buffalo for the mini tournament, here's our little scrum with Ryan Donato. But your stride reminds me of his. It's like you're kind of like some guys are very upright skaters. Some guys are kind of like uh, torso parallel to the ice kind of skaters. You're kind of more like you're, you're kind of like you're yeah. that way head up, but kind of like so. Is everybody in the family kind of just sort of, is that just a body thing? No, or? I don't know. I mean, uh, obviously, as a young kid, you look at your uh, your favorite hockey players. And when I was really young, my dad was my favorite, and he tried to mimic a lot of the same things that, that they do. And I don't know if it's something that he taught me when I was young or if it's just natural. Um, but I, I do see some similarities. I think he'd beg to differ in the fact that he says he'd say he's a lot faster than I was. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I like the fact that we're being uh, compared in that sense. Uh, does the skating coach um, uh, work with you much yeah, on, on things? Yeah, uh, Kim Brandle is unbelievable. Uh, I worked with him all summer, four or five days a week. and I mean, the uh, impact he had, I feel like, is going to be uh, huge for me and uh, hopefully continues to grow that way. What's the focal point of that stuff? Is it little tips here and there? Things Just like- edge work, edge work. I mean, every player can benefit, it, uh, benefit with it. I think, personally, that was something that I really wanted to focus on this summer. And, uh, if I got to be able to be good at that, those type of things, that it would uh, increase my... Uh, uh, game level and level to play so I think Kim did a great job and uh, working with him was, was awesome um, it would seem like after like the spring time you would have all of those first just checked off but have this rookie tournament have done this rookie tournament yeah. yeah I mean uh as a kid at Harvard, I was always a little bit jealous, and I uh, watched it, tried to watch as many highlights as I could, and uh, I knew that if I ever wanted to get in this situation, uh, that I wanted to do well there, so uh, I'm excited at the opportunity, and hopefully I'll do well. Do you think, I mean, you know, you have an NHL game to play off games, I mean, is it, is it hard to see it as like, okay, these are sort of my peers? No, I think, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, these are all guys that are around my age, and and guys that want the job too, so I think uh, everybody has to earn their way, and um, it's a part of everybody's path. And uh, I think that if I'm able to do all there, hopefully it shows that uh, I can prove myself here and then prove myself at the next level again. Yeah, that should be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. A little bit more unique uh, training camp, but uh, I'm focused and I'm ready to go. Hopefully, uh, it's more of a blessing in disguise being able to go to uh, the Buffalo and I can kind of get ready for a free training camp and be in the best shape I can be. What did you think of the first day today? Oh, it was great. High pace. Guys are working hard. Uh, it's tough at the beginning. Everybody's kind of coming with their summer hockey. Uh, 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 I don't know how to frame the summer hockey. There's bad things about summer hockey, and sometimes they carry into right. into the season. So I think that some guys come in with that, but it kind of you can see them working out towards the end of practice, and hopefully they'll be that way. Enough. It's your third rookie camp. Or first, first, first. Yeah, first rookie camp. I have done like three or four development camps. Development camp. But this is my first rookie camp for other college. Uh, you shoot the puck very heavy. It just seems like you want to break the net when you shoot it, based on what how the puck sounds when it hits what it's going to hit. It never, it's it, nothing trickles with you. You really seem to want to have that. How, how have you developed that kind of a shot that just is, uh, 
it's, I, I think it's something yeah. quick, but it's hard. I think it's something that you just work on uh, during the summer and as many skates as you can. You just want to shoot as many pucks. And uh, as a kid, that was one of the biggest things uh, that my dad sent me to work on was just shooting. And uh, hopefully, I'll continue to work on my shot. But that's one of the things that I think is one of my assets uh, is my shot. So it's something that I worked on and I've working on, been working on a long time. So hopefully, I continue to. Uh, have that heavy shot and hopefully it comes faster and hopefully it works for me. He, were, he, he uh, played center, played wing. You seem to be a guy who's been able to be moved around as well. Have you and your mind oriented when you start out think I'm playing hockey in a vacuum? What are you? No, I mean, uh, I've had the, another blessing in disguise of playing all three positions. Uh, uh, I mean, at college, I was uh, high school, I was coming in as a center, and I started as a wing, and then I moved my way towards center and played some off, off wing here. And uh, I think if I'm able to play all three positions as a forward, it gives me a better chance to be in the lineup and in the spot that I want to be in. And uh, uh, So, yeah, those are things that I work on, and those are things I continue to hopefully grow in my game. Is there a it's fun? More for, uh, is there a fun? Uh, is it one more fun than the other? Uh, no, I think uh, each position uh, I feel comfortable at. Um, it's hard to say fun. There's some comfort comfortability, but I think at the end of the day, it's just a, a period of, of developing into that position. And once I get those type of things that I want to work on, hopefully I'll become more comfortable in every single position. Ryan, are you still taking classes at Harvard? And if so, can you talk about your strategy uh, with balancing those two lives going forward this season? Uh, I'm not taking classes this season, during the season. I took two this summer, but, but I, I will not be taking classes this season. So focus on hockey 100%. So I'm looking forward to that. It was mostly into Donato's. Uh, uh, how he grew up, um, how he learned the game. The thing that fascinates me with him is he's a much larger guy than his father, uh, Ted, the Harvard coach who played for the Boston Bruins uh, since right after the 1992 Olympics uh, into the 98-99 season when he was traded to the Islanders for Ken Belanger as Mike O'Connell was getting more influence as assistant GM and making the Bruins into a gigantic hockey team physically. Uh, Ryan Donato, I mean, Ted Donato did return to the Bruins and help them out during that 03-04 season prior to the dark winter. Uh, and unfortunately, Donato got hurt. He was playing really well for them and as a, as a depth center on that club. Um, so, so, uh, but they skate the same. If you ever notice it, some players skate upright, some players skate really hunched over and more uh, so that their uh, torsos are parallel to the ice. That's how Donato skates. Um, so it was interesting talking about Kim Vranvold, the skating coach of the Bruins. And he also, uh, uh, Ryan Donato has a uh, wicked heavy shot. And he loves to practice it. He makes a lot of noise at practice. So uh, the other guy we talked to before he got on to the um, uh, plane was Jakob Zaborl, who is on the China trip uh, with the Bruins. And uh, as they want to get a quick look at he, uh, him, excuse me, and um, I want to say that Yurho uh, Vakanainen is on that trip as well so that they can get a, uh, an early look at those guys because even with McQuaid off to the Rangers, uh, it would seem that starting out that uh, Stephen Kampfer, the former future Bruin, uh, will be the, 
the uh, number eight guy and will be the first guy summoned from Providence in the events of injury. He is a right sider. And now that they're the side with only three guys, he would be uh, kind of next up unless they want to try out John Moore on our, on his offside and put both uh, Tory Krug and Matt Grizzlick into the lineup. Um, Bruce Cassidy has a uh, tricky situation here, even without Adam McQuaid in the mix anymore. Um, and uh, and then if uh, Zaborl or Vakaninen or Jeremy Lazon knocks training camp out of the park, then we have um, something even more interesting going on potentially. Uh, but you know what? Developing defensemen slowly, patiently is the better word in the American Hockey League is is a very smart thing to do. I'll never forget Nick Boynton's uh, disastrous start to his Bruins career. He went back in the draft. Um, I think it was Washington that chose him uh, in the top 10, and he didn't come to terms. He wound up in a Blackhawks camp. Then he went back in the draft. Then he was chosen by the Bruins in the draft that they hosted at the Fleet Center in, I want to say, 99. And then uh, Nick Boynton, the revelation was immediately he found out he had uh, diabetes and he wound up having, I think it was a shoulder injury. So a real mess of a, a rookie pro season for him. Then his 2000-2001 season, that in Boston was the Keenan year, uh, Nick Boynton was left in Providence to just play all situations, a lot of minutes, and get his reps up. And then he came into Boston and made the team in 0102 and on a and on a defense dominated by veteran players. Well, Helga was still pretty young, but Boynton uh, became a very big cog in that uh, Bruins team of the early 2000s. So uh, that was a, such a good case study and how a full season in the American Hockey League can do wonders for a young player, especially a defenseman. And Don Sweeney, having uh, spent uh, uh, you know the time developing in college, understands that. Angle, having played at Harvard University, he also had a half a season in the American League before uh, the Bruins promoted him to the NHL club during that 88-89 season. So uh, he knows the development of defensemen like few people do, and the uh, cohesion, chemistry, synergy, whatever you want to call it, he has with Bruce Cassidy and the rest of the coaching staff uh, right now is a, a very, sets the Bruins in a very good place when it comes to uh, developing these guys and making sure that these picks don't go to waste. Um, so uh, let's talk with Jakob Zaborl, and my questions will come in uh, toward the end when I discussed uh, his arrival at camp uh, lighter this year than last year when he attempted to put on weight uh, for the purposes of grinding it out against uh, men. And um, Ryan Spooner was the only other guy who had come to camp last year uh, looking to be stronger in the corners at the expense of speed, I don't think it hurt Spooner at all. I think it did hurt Zaborl this year. He's coming in lighter, and let's see how it pans out for him. Here's Zaborl. You feel like you're a, a bit of a veteran of these uh, rookie camps now at this point? Uh, yeah, it's kind of your feeling to be one of the oldest guys uh, on the ice right now, but that's a good thing. It's a experience for me, being one of the older guys, being more of the senior guy in the group, because I, I never really was that guy. I always played with the older guys, so they were kind of leading me, so it's a really good experience. What did you take from just the experience of 
postseason progress last year, beginning to end, like things you had success with and things you wanted to work on? Uh, I just learned a lot, like uh, think, taking care of my body, being uh, better in, in my nutrition, uh, being better, being better pro. I was excited about just being earlier for meetings, being early on the ice, how I act on the ice, not being that guy who just goofs around and just go out there and put in put in some work and figure out a game. So Bruce Cass has been pretty clear that he has eight NHL ready defensemen. Do you feel like this is impossible to, to make the roster? Uh, I don't. I don't feel like it's impossible. It's just definitely it's going to be a lot of work and. I think I'm ready to put it, put it, put in that work and go for it. You see, Jake Zabrowski, the guy you were drafted with, has a successful year last year. A bunch of guys in your draft last night, first round, you know, last year, made him back in the NHL. How excited or anxious does that get you to want to get there too, like the rest of those guys? Yeah, when I saw Jake Zabrowski playing his first year in Providence, right? His first year pro, and all of a sudden he just jumped to being an NHL guy, and now, now I see him going on the luck field. Being uh, so off Providence, he was like up here. After NHL year, he was much, even much higher than after being Providence. So it's uh, real nice to see, and I, I would say I want to accomplish the same thing. What do you think you need Two to do? To, what do you think you need to do to accomplish that? What do, what do you want to do? Uh, just show myself better on the ice. I mean, having more grit, being uh, consistent, pushing, and uh, just going for it. Uh, don't show my weaknesses, just eliminate them as best as I can. Uh, yeah, I think last year you said you came in about 10 pounds heavier to compete more effectively against men, against big, you know, experienced players. How are you this year relative to that? Do you coming in the same way? Uh, so, I, actually, I, yeah, last year I was told that I don't really need to be the heavy guy because I'm, I'm still young and I don't really need to be battling those big boys on the boards like I don't really need to throw big hits or anything I just need to be guy in shape and skate around play with a puck yeah like I need to still I need to be strong in front of the nets but it's uh it's one part one part of the game but I still need to be more more of a skater so this year I came 12 pounds uh, lighter than last year and I feel much better. Uh, and a trend seems to be in pro game toward defending te uh, with technique and stick and positioning more so than being roughhouse. Uh, did you learn a lot last year in Providence yeah, as far as developing your game that way? So when I came from juniors, I thought it would be like, you know, I was so used to juniors just go in a corner, throw a hit, knock off a guy, take the puck and skate away. But I realized when I came to pro, it's not really possible anymore for me. So even though I would throw the hit, but a guy is stronger now, so he would he would just stand up and skate away. So now I just take I just took that approach to being lighter on the skates and being more positionally right and just play the puck. Contain. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Thank Appreciate you. it. Camp will be uh, obviously interesting when you mix in those uh, young players with the veterans and then they start having to compete albeit not re regular season hockey uh, against these hybrid rosters that uh, you put up during these preseason games and they'll come quickly for the Boston Bruins so uh, rink wrap 
is back in business, and I'm Mick Collagio, and I plan on being here with guests all season long. Uh, you can find us on Google Play, iTunes, Omni.fm, that's O-M-N-Y, like New York, uh, .fm. Uh, we also link to it on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Mick Collagio. Read Rink Wrap, the blog, at blogs.southcoasttoday.com slash Bruins. And uh, get ready for a fun hockey season. And see you soon. Happy hockey, everyone.